Hi, everybody. It's episode 370 of PodQuest. Hey. It's Wednesday, September 15th, 14th. September. It's Jesus. It's a day. It's, t- <laughs> it's Tuesday, September 14th. <laughs> I updated this like last week before we decided to record a day early. I'm Chris. With me tonight, Struton. Hello. It's just me. Yeah. Richie is out somewhere in, in like Ohio. Mm hmm. Who kn- doing who knows what getting lost in baseball stadiums i believe is what was his goal <laughs> he's been he's gonna be what, what is it four games in like seven days or something like that oh is he i did not know i knew he was going to a game in pittsburgh and a game in cleveland but i didn't know yeah so he did so i actually ended up going with him last friday he went to a phillies game and then okay. saturday he left and drove to pittsburgh and went to a game out there saturday evening Mm-hmm. Then Sunday afternoon, went to a game in Cleveland. And then when that game was over, drove to Cincinnati to visit the friends that you guys played D&D with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then plans to, at some point while he's out there, go to a game in Cincinnati. Good for him. Yeah. Apparently, he just wanted to see the, see the stadiums, apparently. My brother has been to Pittsburgh and says that stadium's super nice. Yeah, I mean, like, from the... I talked to Richie very briefly while he was he was there. He sent me a message about something. Um and he, he said it was a cool stadium, and it's very, like, steely. Like, there's a lot of, like, steel beams and stuff, which, mm-hmm. you know, makes sense. It did, he did say it seems like, it just felt smaller than Citizens Bank Park. And, like, it is. Like, it, yeah. it has a, a lower capacity. But he he made it sound like it actually felt smaller. Yeah, I mean, there's, well, there's, like, very limited outfield seating, especially in right field in that stadium. So, okay. it, I don't know that there's, like, well, there's not any seating really in center field and Citizens Bank either, but yeah, it's just that like um the standing room. But yeah, that it, Richie seemed to be in like some sort of like generic seating section because they were just benches rather than actual seats. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming he was somewhere like in outfield. Um, yeah. In in like what it, it, in the equivalent of the the standing room at Citizens Bank. But it, I I looked it up. There, it, it's only a five thousand person difference, give or take, for capacity. Which I realize, like, 5,000 people is a lot, but, you know. Yeah. Actually, you're probably the right person to ask about this. So, uh-huh. at the game on Friday, they did their normal announcement of, like, how many people were there. Okay. They said there were 22,000 people in attendance. Okay. There is no way in hell there were 22,000 people in attendance. Do you know what, do they base that number off of tickets sold yeah. or of actual, okay. No, it's, it's always paid attendance. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, like... It's hard to, like, guess how many people are there just based on, because of how big the stadium is. Mm-hmm. But, like, there, there's no way there were 22,000 people actually in that building. Don't think it was half full? No. No, it was, it was pretty fucking empty. Huh. Um, like, the, the section we were in, other, so it was, it was me, Richie, um, Jensen, Kwame, and his mom. Okay. There were six other people in our section. <laughs> um. And that that was like it was like two thirty five or two thirty six or something like. That. But even like the lower sections, like a couple sections, like along like the first baseline, were like not full, but like people were in. But then there were other sections, especially like like in the two hundred and three hundred sections, that were just totally empty, like nobody there. Gotcha. Um, and it, it was also a very bad game, so <laughs> that that worked out too. In the ninth inning, I want to say it was um, might have been the eighth inning. Um, there were the game was so bad, and the Phillies were doing so bad that there was a just continuous wave people were trying to do for, like, a good ten minutes. Nice. And it was just, there were so few people that it was just the world's saddest wave. (laughs) 
because like there were sections where there just weren't enough people for it to be noticeable. So you'd see like two or three people stand up and put their hands up and then sit back down and then just nothing for a while. And then it would like the next section would pick it up. Mm-hmm. It was it was something. Yeah, they lost that game like 11 to two. It was pitiful against the team that's only won like 18 games on the road all year. Wow. Like that's the, their the Rockies record home and away is like wild. Like, they have a really good home record, but are absolutely garbage on the road. Let's see what it is now. All right, so their overall record is 66 and 78. All, at home, they are 45 and 27. On the road, they're 21 and 51. Wow, that's... And I think they won two of three games against the Phillies that weekend. So, yeah, they went into that game with, like, 19 road wins. Yeah, and I mean, they did not play particularly well. But just the, the, the pitching on the Philly side was just abysmal. Mm-hmm. And just nobody was really getting a hit. Like, it was one of those games where they were getting hits, but they weren't getting consistent hits. They so, like, get, at, like, a hit in the first, but then that's it. And then another one in, like, the fourth, another one in the fifth. Yeah, like, never quite okay. enough to get somebody home. Mm-hmm. But, like, they'd get they'd get base runners. Yeah. Because I, th- I think by, like, the sixth inning, the Phillies had more hits, but... The Rockies were leading by like six runs, <laughs> like it was like six zero. Um, and I know it was—I believe it was the eighth inning. The the Phillies um, walked three people, so bases loaded. And I joked, I'm like, "All right, so the next fucking guy's gonna come up and hit a home run. Like, why the fuck not?" Um, and after they after the pitcher walked the third guy, they brought somebody else in. He struck out the first person, threw a fucking home run on the second person. Of course, yeah. It was just like, well, why wouldn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think the Rockies had like three or four home runs. I, one of them actually hit somebody in the head. <laughs> yeah, like like you just you, like the ball just bounced right off the dude's head, and he went down and Oof. then stood up and like waved his hand like he was all right. <sighs> Saw somebody else across the stadium like fucking bare hand catch a ball though, like a foul ball. Right. <laughs> that was impressive. But anyway, anyway, this stuff happened last week. It did. Yeah, I watched that new horror movie, Malignant. I don't know if you've seen anything about that on, like, commercials. I, I can't say I have. So it's a James Wan movie. Who he He's, like, the guy that started, like, with Saul and the Conjuring stuff. Um, okay. He actually, I believe he directed uh, Aquaman. Oh, all right. So, yeah. Um, it's his new movie. It's not connected to, like, the Conjuring or Saul stuff at all. Um, it's sort of like a slasher movie crossed with a psychological whodunit. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking weird. And it was one of those movies where, like, going in, like, going into, I'm like, okay, this looks like it could be interesting. And then it starts, and I'm like, oh, like, this seems weird. Like, do I actually, like, do I care? And then by the end of it, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, what, what is he? Because, yeah, like, the, the whole movie is set up like a very kind of typical, like, slasher mo- movie. Um, not so much like a Jason or like a, like a Michael Myers where people are, like, running scared, but more a bunch of people tied to this one person keep dying very viscerally and they're showing the 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 murders like they're showing the the slasher killing the people and then the police like finding the bodies and like trying to piece evidence together and like slowly getting bits and pieces of this story and like your brain goes in one direction you're like okay it's tied to the girl it's it's got to be like something like this like a like a twin or something like that is doing this and you just assume that like the supernatural element is some sort of like weird psychic connection because they sort of alluded to that in the beginning um and then it just goes in a totally different fucking direction um you don't care about spoilers no because especially i 
doubt I'll ever watch this. But. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. So, um, so full spoilers for uh for Malignant. If uh if you don't want to have that spoiled for you, uh, stop stop listening to this and and check the show notes for like the timestamp. So, turns out the main character, this woman. As a child, she was born, um, it wasn't a conjoined twin, it was a parasitic twin. Okay. Um, where like, the, the eggs fused together or like didn't split enough, um, to be a full conjoined twin where the other twin had any sort of autonomy. Okay. It relied completely on the, on the host's body, essentially. Um, and it didn't seem to have, like, so it, it theoretically shouldn't have had, like, a consciousness or anything like that. It, it was basically just, like, a cancerous growth. Okay. Um, But it started to actually affect this girl. Like, it was talking to her. Like, it, it was just getting very creepy as a child. Um, So they actually go in, and they sh- you don't find this out to the very end of the movie. Um, And because of the way they're connected, they can't just cut them out because it would, it would potentially cause her, like, permanent brain damage because their minds are connected. Um, So they, like, cut all of him away. And then just kind of, like, tuck the little bit they couldn't cut away into her skull and, like, put her skull back on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just fucking stupid. Um, at the beginning of the movie, though, her abusive, shitty husband is mad at her and, like, slams her head into a wall. Like, enough to, like, break the wall. And that, like, cracked her skull open and basically freed the the parasitic twin. Sure. So, once you start finding out, like, the parasitic twin stuff... You're assuming that, like, oh, okay, so, like, whatever he was, they didn't get rid of. They, like, kept him in a jar or something, and he got out, and now he's literally going around and killing all of the the doctors that experimented on Because that's what it seemed like. Okay. Um, And then you find out, like, no, it's not that. There's not a weird psychic connection, because every time he kills somebody, the sister, like, sees it in her sleep. Um, It turns out he is literally basically opening up the back of her skull and coming out of her head and then like forcing her arms and legs to like work backwards. It's all right. It is equal parts like shitty B horror movie and like actually pretty well done choreographed action. Okay. Like there's a, there's an action scene where this monster takes over um, and murders an entire um, police precinct full of cops with guns and shit. And it's just, like, doing these crazy backflips and, like, body bends and just murdering people. But, like, doing it with the body backwards, basically. Because, like, to him, the front of the front of his head is the back of her head. So the way her arms and legs are supposed to go are reversed for him. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it looks, it looks super creepy. It looks like, you know, one of those weird, like, like the ring girl, like, crawling out of the TV sort of things. Right. But, like, it worked. Huh. surprisingly well and yeah i mean i don't they, they don't give you a really good wrap-up where it's like okay and here's how the story ends it's just kind of like they take care of this she kind of like regains control over her body sure um and like that's kind of where the movie ends uh-huh but like she murdered a lot of fucking people <laughs> like aside from like the doctors that that she murdered um she murdered that entire squadron of of cops in the precinct and an entire um at one point she was arrested and put in just like the holding cell with all the other people that had been arrested for like whatever bullshit had happened okay um she murdered like 15 people in the, in that cell too oh because at one point like they jumped her for no good reason and then like she started freaking out the 
the twin thing came out of the, out of her head and she just she murdered everybody like she literally at one point just reached over and ripped a person's jugular out <laughs> jesus yeah like it's just it was it was something <laughs> like in a good way though um and like honestly i don't i don't know that sarah would particularly like it cuz i've gotten i've never gotten the impression she's super into those kind of movies no she um, does not care for horror movies i didn't think so but like you might find it like just ridiculous enough if you just had it like on in the background while you were doing something. Maybe. Um, not something that like you would necessarily want to sit down and like fully pay attention to, but like right. as background noise while you're like working or whatever, and just you look over and just see some bullshit going on. <laughs> um, so yeah, Maybe. that's that's malignant. It's it's definitely worth worth checking out if if oh. nothing else, it's part of HBO Max. Sorry, I cut out for like two seconds. Oh no worries. I was just saying it's it's worth watching, and if you have HBO Max, ah, yeah. I, so. I mean, hey, it's there if you're paying for it. It's not like it's anything extra. Yeah, exactly. It, it, like it's it's one of those um thirty days theater movie releases. Okay. So it's it's like legit like a theater movie that's on there. Gotcha. But how about the whole uh whole Sony showcase from last week? Yeah. How about that? It was uh not terrible. <laughs> like actually had some cool shit yeah i i thought they actually did a pretty pretty good job with that agreed um i i kind of wrote down everything in order but i don't think either of us necessarily care about everything no definitely not um so i will probably just glance over a few of those things um yeah worth noting it was the 22nd anniversary of the dreamcast that they did the, the day that they did this the the 9th of september um also the 26th anniversary of the ps1 in north america okay did not realize until I had looked that up that the PS1 came out on the same day as the Dreamcast just four years earlier. Yeah, me either. So, people like 9-9 for whatever reason. Yeah. I, like, I get nine nine ninety nine. It's the same thing with uh, 11-11-11 for Skyrim. Like, mm-hmm. that's a good memorable date. Nobody should ever forget when Skyrim came out. No. The first time. Like, it's come out so many other times. <laughs> like, who the fuck knows? But anyway, how about the, the Knights of the Old Republic remake? Cool. I mean, maybe I'll actually play KOTOR for once. We'll see. Did you Did you ever try playing the original? Uh, yeah, I've tried playing it on PC where it was kind of a buggy mess for me at the time. And it still is a buggy mess on PC. Like, it would I would lose the ability to control the game after every single combat. Yeah, no, that's actually a problem. Um, you have to go in and do something every time to fix that. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not, like... Yeah. I'm not going to go through that effort for a game that, like, granted, like, I maybe played 40 minutes because would lock up after every combat, and I was, like, not enthralled by this game because I'm not the biggest Star Wars person. I'm also not the biggest Bioware person. I was having this discussion with a friend last weekend and was realizing I've never actually finished a Bioware game that I've started. Not once. That's, I mean, that's fair. KOTOR, Um, Two Dragon Ages, Mass Effect, just... I give up after like three hours. Yeah, I was never able to get into Dragon Age. I I tried starting the first Dragon Age. I think like four different times, and probably I would, the same. <laughs> yeah, I would get a couple hours into it and then just fall off, like for no particular reason. Yeah. Um. And I did try Inquisition when that one came out, and like the same thing. Like I played for a few hours, and it just it wasn't clicking. I did, I liked Mass Effect, and I liked both Kotors, even though I think Obsidian did the sequel. I believe, if I remember correctly. So. Um. I'm looking forward to this though because. The the PC version is still buggy. It's it's the only version I had available, um, like a few months ago before this was officially announced. And I did try actually loading it up, and it 
that is still an issue where it freezes after combat on most occasions. Yeah, and that's that's unacceptable. <laughs> like, yeah, I forget. I I googled it and like I found the solution, but it's not like a permanent permanent solution. Yeah, then not worth my time. Yeah, no, I mean exactly. If I have the the physical game somewhere, um, but like the idea of having to like load that in like. I don't want to have to like load that disc and like do whatever because I think it still has to download and install stuff for it to play. Like I don't think it just plays off the disc. I think you're right. And like while I'm sure it's small and happens very quickly, I just don't want to have to go through all that and then also have to keep that disc in anytime I want to play the game. Mm-hmm. It's like nah, it's fine. I'll w- at this point I'm just going to wait for the remake because it is going to look and probably play significantly better. Yeah. Uh, fun thing. It's a PS5 timed exclusive. Um, yeah. The original was an Xbox exclusive. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Aspire is the, the studio doing it, which they've apparently done a bunch of other Star Wars ports and remakes. Like, I think they did the, um, the like, three or four games that got released, like, last year or earlier this year. Okay. Oh, what was... Of course, their, their Wikipedia page doesn't actually just have... Oh, no, there it is. Games. Um... Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they did the the Episode 1 Racer, the Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Republic Commando, like all those um 2019-2020 ports to PS4, Xbox, and such. And apparently, like, those were all pretty good ports. That's good to know. Yeah, they've also apparently done a lot of, like, Mac ports for, like, Civilization (laughs) and Call of Duty. All right. I didn't realize any of those games would play on a Mac, to be honest with you. I mean, Civ, I I get. I, I actually meant Call of Duty in that case true but yeah so the they didn't really show anything they just showed yeah. they showed revan for mm-hmm. like a second and like that mask looked real good yeah um i'm curious to see if they change anything so i remember there was a i guess it was a rumor a while ago that they might have been trying to find a way to sort of tell the story of both games in one game but not like to the same degree i guess would be a okay. good way to put it so they kind of like take like cherry pick like the important bits of both games and kind of make just one cohesive story out of them. Gotcha. But and plus like that combat was very weird, so I could see them maybe doing like an updated something similar to like Final Fantasy VII remake, like a little more action. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't know if I don't know if you remember, but that combat was very. It wasn't even so much turn based as it was like it was dice roll. It was it was behind the scenes dice rolls on whether or not you you hit or not. Yeah. 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 So, who knows? Uh, the next thing they showed was Project Eve. Yeah, this looked pretty cool. Yeah, it looked very much like a like a Nier and Bayonetta game kind of got pushed together. Like, I wasn't super paying attention because I, I had, like, just finished working. And, like, for a minute, I thought, oh, shit, did Bayonetta just get moved to PlayStation and dropped from Nintendo? <laughs> that, honestly, with how long it's been in development, I wouldn't be surprised if like, yeah. Nintendo dropped it. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, did Nintendo just quit on Bayonetta? Like, they haven't talked about it for, like, three years. Have they just gone, like, we don't want it anymore. But yeah, This is taking too long, guys. But no, this, I mean, this game has had a very Bayonetta vibe with the main character. But it also had, like, a near vibe with just the setting. And mm-hmm. it looks like the main character has some sort of drone with her. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, I mean, it's some, it's post-apocalyptic. It's either aliens or parasites. They, I don't think it was really explained in there. Um, I was having a little trouble watching the trailer and also paying attention to the subtitles because I was trying to like actually see what the game was doing. Yeah. Um, 
but it's a it's a Korean studio that I've never heard of before. Shift Up. Um, their only other two games listed on their website are um mobile games. Huh. One of them's like a mobile platform RPG, and the other one it just says mobile game. <laughs> but they they both look like they have very anime aesthetics to them. So as does this game. But it, it uh, looked yeah <laughs> yeah it looked neat. Yeah. People live in space. I think you fight with swords and guns and. Yeah, I'm I'm up for for seeing what this is. Uh, there was no date that I saw, um, and I believe in their blog post they also said they weren't ready to release anything like that. But who knows? Uh, are you into the the Tiny Tina's Wonderlands at all? Uh, I, I'll be interested. I don't 100 percent know that I'll buy it because like I loved Borderlands One, Borderlands Two. Like I did not enjoy nearly as much aside from Tiny Tina. And then, like, I've never even touched the pre-sequel or Borderlands 3. Okay. So, we'll see. But, like, because, although, like I said, Tiny Tina was the best part of Borderlands 2 to me, so... Okay, so, like, that you might actually be into them. Yeah. And, like, I went back and actually, relatively recently, like, within the last two years or so, played the Tiny Tina DLC from Borderlands 2, which is basically, like, uh, it's what... They went, okay, let's make a full game out of this. Okay. But, like, it, it was definitely her running, like, a D&D campaign for the characters. And, I, like I said, that's I feel like people enjoyed that, and then they were like, alright, let's make it a full game. I mean, that doesn't seem so bad, then. No. But, I mean, the, the only thing I really took away from this was uh, Tamor from GameSpot tweeted out um, that he was looking forward to all the DM. D- DMCA strikes that people were going to get because of the the baby metal song. Uh huh. Um, for all the uh the co streamers out yeah. there, which undoubtedly fucking happened. Even though like like Sony like allows and encourages that stuff, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then like for that to happen, it's like, come on, guys, like think about that. Think about your 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 music before you uh let people co stream things. Yeah. But who knows? Uh, that comes out on March twenty fifth though, so it's actually not that. F- I thought it was further out than that. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, next early next year is kind of stacked with games. Yeah, we'll see how much of that actually winds up coming out early next year. Oh, like two of them. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, like the, half that stuff's definitely getting pushed. I I saw um Dying Light two just got pushed again into 2022. Sure. And I think it got pushed into February, like fucking everything else. <laughs> it's like I that must just be what like they probably need even more time than that. But they're like, we're just gonna push it to February. So that when we're getting closer to February, we're like, oh, like there's just a lot coming out in February. So we're just going to give ourselves a little bit of room from them and, and push into later in the summer. Uh-huh. Because, you know, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Oh, so how about Forspoken? Uh, that, which one was this? This was the one with, uh... This was the Aseki, um, that didn't involve a teenage boy getting pulled into a fantasy world full of scantily clad women. <laughs> um, it's, it, it starts out with, like, the, the, the young girl or the young woman, um, kind of like not having the best time in the real world and then like something happens she ends up in like a fantasy world she has a talking brace bracelet um that's it's i guess it's less of a bracelet and more of like a cuff like it's a bunch of like right, right. bracelets um and then she finds out that like she can do magic and it keeps cutting between her still in her like our world clothing and her like dressed up like some sort of adventure with like a cloak and like leather and right um it looks kind of cool though like it's got it's got like that 3D action going on, but it's it seems like it's more range and magic based than guns or swords or any sort of like melee stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also like, two of the people involved with 
like the world building and everything were Gary Whitta and Amy Hennig. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like the guy who wrote Rogue One and the woman who did most of the first two Uncharted's, first three Uncharted's, and um Soul Reaver because she worked on Soul Reaver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those were good. They they need to bring those games back. There keeps being rumor of either a new one or just a remake or whatever. But... Yeah, every, everybody wants Legacy of Kane to return, specifically Soul Reaver. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the Blood Omen games never did. Like people people were not into the Blood Omen stuff quite as much as the Soul Reaver stuff. Yeah, but like that whole all that lore behind that game was just always really cool. Like he grew wings and. Kane was angry at him, so he <laughs> ripped his wings off and like threw him in a pit, and he came back as like this weird astral vampire without a bottom face. These games were fucking cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for Spoken, um, it's Luminous Productions, which was a bunch of people that worked on Final Fantasy XV kind of spun off into another internal Square Enix studio. Okay. Um, so it's like RPG people, and then it's due out spring, whether it actually meets the spring or not, who knows. Uh-huh. I will... I don't know if, I don't know if, I mean, it sounds like you maybe don't remember it super well, but some of the dialogue just didn't feel right that they had going on, especially like the main character. Yeah, I I can't say I super remember any of it, so. Yeah, it's mostly just, I don't think the actress was necessarily bad at it, but it's almost like she just didn't get the right direction for what was going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's totally possible that like for the trailer, they just recorded lines really quickly. Because at least in my video, and it could have just been my video, the the lip sync was really off. So it might not actually even be, like, the final dialogue for it. No, that's entirely plausible. Or at the very least, like, they haven't gone back and done the final lip sync passes and shit. Like, Yeah, and I'm sure with something like that, like, once the actual animation and all is done, and, like, they see, like, how a cutscene's playing out, mm-hmm. they'll do, like, a second pass of... of um like ADR stuff just to to clean it up and make sure that everything sounds good, looks right, fits the fits the tone of the scene. Yeah. So, are you still uh are you still kind of looking forward to uh Rainbow Six Extraction? Yeah, I mean, nothing I've seen has me not interested. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't look bad. Like considering how long that game's been in development for and how it's kind of like gone through so many like mm-hmm. iterations at this point it seems. Yeah. It actually it actually looks like if you're into like that sort of game, like it might actually be pretty cool. Yeah, it could definitely looks like it could be a fun co-op team shooter. Because that's the that is totally like PVE, right? As, as far, far as, as I know. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, Siege is their their PvP stuff. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. this is more, you know, uh, like like your horde mode. Like it's it's a yeah. group of people against a AI opponent. Yeah, I mean, it's like aside from being like alien whatever it is kind of more a classic rainbow six game it seems like it is your here is your squad going in to complete a mission and get out god how long has it been since they did an actual rainbow six game was it 360 uh, yeah is vegas rainbow the last one vegas 2 oh was there a vegas 2 yeah there's a vegas 2 but that's still like 2009 probably i'm actually i'm, I'm looking i'm gonna guess 2009 but it might even vegas, be earlier vegas 2 was 2008 uh, okay was Vegas 1 2007 or 2000? 2006 was... Okay, so there were two. You know. The PSP ver. Okay, so the PS3 version of Vegas was 2007. So that might be where you played it. Oh, I definitely so, played it on, on PS3. 
Yeah, so I, it looks like the the PC and probably PS2 era version, Xbox version, were 2006. And then the following year, a PS3 version came out, as well as a PSP version. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. So it, it's, it was Windows. It wasn't even PS2. Oh, Windows yeah, release was 96. So yeah, you or 2006. So you would have played... Mm-hmm. You played it the year it came out for that console, and then the following year it came out for everything at the same time. Right. Um. Oh, and there there was a Rainbow Six Patriots. I don't remember. I don't. No, no, oh no, that, that was canceled. Never yeah, mind. That game never came out. It was announced. Fuck me, I'm wrong. <laughs> it never came out. And a, and a mobile game that. Okay, fair. <laughs> that I guess count. it came out. <laughs> it probably did. Yeah, it was iOS and Android in 2011. But still, I mean, over a decade since a single player. That's. That's funny, considering, like, they were pretty prominent for a long time there. Oh, yeah. What's Nin- 98 to 2007? Well, there's some expansion packs in there, but still, like, almost every year, every other year, there was a new one of these games, the better part of a decade. Mm-hmm. And th- then they've just been riding off of Siege for seven years. <laughs> yeah. But that's... Have you ever played Siege? A little bit, like, right when it first came out, but it's apparently changed a lot since then. I've I've heard that. Are there like microtransactions or anything in there to like for them to keep making money on it? Because it's not like sure. subscription based. Nah, but I'm pretty sure there's like skins and shit. Okay, that that makes sense. So that's how it actually keeps making them money. Because I know people play it a lot, but and I don't think I think you can unlock the characters just by playing. But I think you can also just pay for them. Okay, so they have a couple couple things in there for them to actually monetize off of. Yeah. Although I figured some, there had to be. Some of that, especially the character, might have changed. Like, I feel like that was the thing that made me go, eh, I don't want to play this because I have to pay for, like, you had four characters unlocked and then there were, like, ten that were locked. And I was like, ugh, I don't want to pay for them. But I know some stuff around the pay has changed, but I just don't remember exactly. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, I've never, I, I've... I've never even actually watched anyone play it. Like, I've never really seen it online or anything. I just know it's it's popular enough. It's basically Counter-Strike. Like That's the impression I've always gotten. Uh, so I think it's 5v5. Might be 3v6. And, you know, there's either hostages or one team playing a bomb and the other team defeat. But, like, your character... You pick a character who also has, like, a special ability. And then I think certain guns are tied to certain characters. I don't 100% remember on that. That might also be a thing that changed over time. But there's no, like, buy round, like, in Counter-Strike. Okay. But otherwise, it is a round-based thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll never play it, but it's at least <laughs> good to know what it actually is. Yeah. Um. Cause it, was, that ever fr- was that ever free on, like, PS Plus or anything? I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't think it, it ever was. I think it might be on, like, Game Pass. Or, you. no, I guess it would be on Ubisoft's thing it goes on sale for like it is five well the pc version on ubisoft store is five dollars right now okay so yeah so it is just very cheap yeah so next next up though uh with alan wake remastered which uh, that kind of got leaked i think like a week ago something like that like definitely got leaked before the event yeah and so this one's gonna be ps4 and 5 and it's coming out in october I don't know if it's a actual exclusive though or not, because like the original was an Xbox 360 exclusive, and I feel like this is going to just be multi-platform. Probably. Um, it's just I, I feel like it was at PlayStation because it's um published by Epic and Sony owns a 
small portion of Epic, so it's easy for them to make those deals. Uh huh. It's like, hey, we'll show this game off. It's like at our thing. We we need a game that people want to play. Yeah, and it's the first time they're coming to PlayStation. Yeah. Have you ever played Alan Wake? I have not. I feel like I played some of it. <laughs> like, but like played it at GameStop, like while I was working. So gotcha. like, um, it's just I don't a hundred percent remember, but I. I remember playing a game that was at least in that vein. I just don't know enough about Alan Wake to know if it if it was that or not. Uh-huh. Um, it could have been like an Alone in the Dark or something like that. I think there was one of those that came out around around the same time. Like there was like mid two thousand, mid to late two thousand. Uh huh. Um, but I know people really like that game, and like Remedy games are cool. Like I mean, Control. Yeah, Control was friggin' awesome. And like apparently these are all in like the same universe now, so you're gonna you're gonna have to play Alan Wake to understand Control better. I guess. So, I hope you're ready to buy Alan Wake when it comes out <laughs> on October 5th. Um, d- fucking GTA 5. Like, who... Fucking really? Yeah. Like, I can't... I can't believe they wasted, like, a minute showing us that GTA 5 was coming to people. Like, we already knew. Yeah. We already knew, and nobody cares except for the people that already have it purchased. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, they are apparently going to make GTA Online free for a limited time on PlayStation Plus. Ooh, boy. I mean, that's the only reason they keep re-releasing it is because they keep making millions of dollars off of GTA oh. Online. Oh, yeah, for sure. From, wh- from what I've heard, nobody actually likes Grand Theft Auto Five story. Like, it's fine, but everyone preferred 4. Yeah. And then it's like, no, but we're just going to keep re-releasing 5 because it has this online component that gives us all of the money. Uh, they also, they showed off some more Ghostwire Tokyo. Game still looks cool. Yeah. Was this the first time they showed actual gameplay? I think so. Yeah, because, like, when the, when the trailer first started, I'm, I was watching it. I'm just like, I hope they show gameplay, because I still don't know what this game actually is. Yeah. And then, like, a second later, they started showing gameplay. I'm like, oh, so it's, like, first-person, like, magic psychics. Because, for whatever reason, I just, I didn't expect it to be first-person, which is stupid from a Bethesda-owned studio. <laughs> I don't know why I, I thought that. But, um, I did mean, you... In fairness, I don't think they were Bethesda-owned when the game was originally announced. There's I that. think they were. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I don't even remember who's actually making it, to be honest. Me either, honestly. But Tango Gameworks. <laughs> Tango, yes, yeah. Um, so let's see. Well, they've only been around for eleven years. All right, so let's see. Oh, they're a Japanese developer. They were definitely not. Uh, okay. Well, they were. <sighs> no, they, they they their parent has been Zenimax since they since the year they were founded. No, according to this, it has been. According to Wikipedia, they were part of Capcom. Tango Gameworks. Uh huh. Oh, all right. No, no, Shinji Mikami was part of Capcom. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, because Mikami did um, Resident Evil, and I think he was involved with Okami for Capcom also. Um, and then he he founded Tango Gameworks, and the company was acquired by Zenimax in October of that year. So it was founded in March and then purchased in October. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then, yeah, so, because, you know what, the first two games they did were the Evil Within games. I forgot about that. And right. I, at least the first one was third person. Were they both? Yeah, they they were both third person. So it's kind of a bummer that this one's going first person, but it probably just works. It's probably easier because I'm assuming they're probably using the Bethesda engine. I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't actually say on Wikipedia. And I oh, know they're, they're using Unreal 4. So who knows? Who knows why they're doing the things they're doing? The game does look cool, though. Mm-hmm. Um, no idea what's going on in it. Um, you get magic powers or or psychic powers or some sort of supernatural abilities um, and all sorts of weird fucking spirits and creepy stuff coming to take you down. Yeah. Um, 
And then it's due out sometime next year. They still haven't, like, put a date on it, which is just kind of worrisome, because I think it's been in development since, what, like, 2018? Sounds about right. Because I think it was shown off in 2019. So, like, it was probably in development prior to that. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I will probably give it a try when it comes out, depending on, like, what the gameplay actually looks like when it comes to that point. Because, like, if it it looks too much like a Bethesda game, I am just going to just nope right away from it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, just like you are probably going to do for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, that game I have zero interest in. Yeah, like, even as a person who really likes comic book stuff, that game just doesn't look all that good. Like, they're they're leaning too hard into it being, like, the MCU Guardians, and, like, in the wrong ways. Like, the jokes are bad, the music is unnecessary, and it's just, I don't know, like, it just doesn't look good. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Uh... But you thought that Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt game was interesting, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, well, it's an interesting universe, and it's a battle royale, which I don't, I don't know if that's more or less interesting. Fair, but um, I don't know. It could be cool. It's already available early access on PC. Yeah, I meant to actually download that uh, over the weekend, but wound up playing a different thing over the weekend on PC. Oh, what was that? the new world beta oh right right i forgot about that i it's on the outline later on but uh-huh. totally forgot about that um you also played this next one i did oh you're not on the on the outline anymore death loop yeah uh hey it's actually pretty fucking cool i, just, I guess that explains why ign and GameSpot gave it tens yeah um, um, i'm pretty sure this is one of the best reviewed xbox game studio games though probably um on playstation (laughs) which i don't know who that's better for to be honest yeah i i don't know (laughs) uh so uh, obviously you have it on playstation 5 um yeah when you turn it on is there like any microsoft logos or anything or is it just bethesda i don't remember i'll have to like make note the next time I, i i don't think i was even looking during like the boot up stuff to have yeah like i could i i would understand if there wasn't because technically this game and that deal were all in place prior to that acquisition yeah but it would still be pretty fucking funny if like you boot it up and there's like a little like xbox logo somewhere on the on the boot up screen mm-hmm. or in the credits even because i know like um when i just finished psychonauts over the weekend and in the credits there's like an xbox section of like the people from xbox that were like involved in like marketing and everything uh-huh so like i I wonder if there'll be like something like that in the credits for that game. Probably. That that'll still be funny. But so so you're liking it so far? Yeah. Um the premise is a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. Like it makes way more sense. It, it's not just that time resets when you die. It is the game is split up basically you have four times of day to go out and then the world is going to reset at the end of the day no matter what happens. If you die, it just resets earlier. Right. Okay. So kind of like an Ocarina of Time or um, Majora's Mask or Outer Wilds or any of those things. Yeah. So you basically have to keep going through and figuring out how you can get all eight of the targets to be in places that you can go kill them all within one one loop. So you start learning about like the relationships the different targets have with each other and the things that they're going to do together or be in the same sector at the same time. So I guess, do do they loop the same way every day? Yes. Well, it is the same day. Every single day. Okay. But um, does it have, like, like your Hitman stuff where you can just... 
you know, you can do a small thing over to the side that will, like, affect it just enough to, like, get them to go in a different direction to, like, go to the bathroom or whatever? I believe so. Like, it definitely has a a lot of your a lot of multiple routes to get to things and then as you're on your way through those different routes you might find a thing that tells you oh hey this is why this person and this person have a relation and here's where you can find the two of them together or you kill the one and kill the other separately but fuck that fucks you because you only killed one but you have like to... if the body gets found do like the alarms go off and everyone's after you after that um yeah i mean it, it has bodies get found they, they like disappear when they die but they leave a like i forget what they call it but it, it definitely leaves a, a trace that if other enemies see a body they will sound an alarm or like start looking around for for you some enemies have walkie talkies to be able to alert and call for backup uh but you can hack a lot of stuff like the first item you get is i, I want to say it's called the hackamajig nice and like a lot of the stuff in the world is interactable with to either cause distractions to get people to go look a certain direction or like i said to it interrupt communication there's like turrets you can hack and turn so that they'll attack the enemies at you shit like that okay um are you immediately like a villain like like uh, if people see you are they immediately going after you yes because you are thrown into the world as the character has basically just started to remember that they're they've been in this loop an untold number of times and there is one specific person who is very much telling everyone to fucking kill you when they because you are trying to ruin the loop and basically if it cause anyone who actually does die to be dead forever. <laughs> so like you are persona non grata. You are okay. evil to everyone that's there. <laughs> okay, I didn't. I wasn't sure because like it's never quite like shown in the trailers either whether you can sort of start the loop and just be like a normal person like walk around interact with people and no no there's there's really no interacting with the other people they are all just fodder for you to kill but like you can be very stealthy if you want you can just go in guns blazing you'll probably die but if you're crafty enough at moving and probably as you get more abilities uh you can make just running gun a lot more plausible I'm I'm sure in a month there'll be speedrunners that run and gun it and like finish the game in like three minutes. Oh, I I would love to see like the speed run. I mean, the way the game's set up, it'll take it is impossible to beat on the first run. Like probably. Is it a- I was gonna say, is it act like do they have it set up where like you physically can't do it on the first run, or is it just so complicated that even knowing what to do, you just you don't have the skills or whatever to do it. I think the very first loop, it is impossible to actually beat the game. But after that, you probably, if you know, I'm going to imagine it's basically one puzzle that you could do in four different ways, maybe. I don't know. But I, after that, you could almost certainly beat it on the first loop if you knew how. But you don't know, at that point, you don't know how to get enough people in one area at one time to be able to kill all eight in the four segments you have okay uh i had a question just then and i forget what it was oh um how how long is the loop 
it's not that long. Um, I probably played for like four or five hours today, and I want to say I've gone through like four days now, so four loops. Okay. And so I only like, died like died died once. So like somewhere close to an hour. Probably. Although you can also you can dick around and explore in each area as long as you want, and it won't like time doesn't pass in real time. Time only passes when you go back to your underground tunnel and proceed to the next segment. Oh. So you can do a lot of exploration once you've like killed everyone in an area to try to find shit. Oh, okay. Or you can I'm... run, kill, do the one thing you're tracking right now to get that one extra piece of information and run back. And uh, you can only like upgrade yourself in those in-between segments. So like you'll find uh like little ability enhancers like better aiming or like faster aim down sights or better hip fire accuracy or more health but you can only equip them once you've gone back and you're in between uh segments of the day and then once the day ends you lose everything okay so the, does it just jump to the next time segment like when you when you go between things like it just goes from like morning to afternoon yeah Oh, okay. So it's not so much like a so it's not like a normal time loop, really. Then it's just y you have you have four chances basically to to get everything set up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like you have one day. It's split into four segments. You can go to there are four zones you can go to. You can go to them in whatever order, and they're different depending on which time of day you're going to. So like the first area you go to where your character's apartment is is a lot more dangerous at night, because there's a lot more enemy if you go there at nighttime than if you go in the morning, or whatever. So, okay, that plays into figuring out things. Characters will only be in certain... Like, there will be a, things going on at certain times of day in certain zones where characters will be together at a, thing, at a party at night in this area, but neither of them will be there in at noon, noontime. Okay, that's... Huh. Yeah, it, it's 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 really cool. Uh, That's not what I expected it to be. No, like I expected it to be like a more open world, and it's really not. Yeah, and like I figured like, it was just like open, and you just had X amount of time to fit everything in. No, it's it's a lot more structured, I guess. It's a lot more go back and forth, and like the areas are small enough where it doesn't seem like time consuming. And then you're also finding alternate routes as you're going. Like, and alternate things back to your base, which will then lead you to alternate ways out the next time you go to do things in a different order. And it's a lot more interesting than I really expected. And it was those, I didn't expect to buy it, but then seeing those reviews, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll buy it and I'll play it. Kind of to piss off Richie, because I'll be talking about this more next week, I'm sure. But... Yeah, if you've actually had <laughs> like some like more time with it. Uh, I mean, I'm off all this week, so I'm probably beating that game this week. Oh, are week. you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I I hadn't taken a week off in two years. Oh, so damn. I was due to take a week off. And on, actually, aside from holidays and weekends, I hadn't taken a full day off this entire year. That's unhealthy. I mean, you've been working from home, so it's yeah, a little less... I, and, like, there have been... Eight holidays already, or something. There have been a number of holidays and whatever, so it's not like 
And it's not like I work weekends, so it's not like I've worked every single day all year. But Yeah, like, with what you do, like, doing that for eight hours at home, it's not as bad as, you know, what other people have to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, it's not like you're going to, into the office and spending all day, like, actually having to deal with people. Yeah. Because you still generally don't actually talk to people during the day, right? No, I make, like, maybe one phone call a week. <laughs> it yeah. Depends, it depends how many new loans I get, which lately has not been a lot. Yeah, but, so, you know, yeah. that's, like, while it sucks to just not have the, the time off, like, you're also just still at home, like, you can listen to podcasts, watch stuff while you're mm, working, so. Yeah. It's but I can't, the same like, thing you'd be doing anyway. Yeah, but, like, I mean, I, so realistically, I could take my laptop and put it on Wi-Fi and be out in the living room playing a, a game on the TV, but I would then also need to take the phone, and, like, I'd rather just, when I'm working, I'm at my work desk, like as focused as I can be when I have no work to do. But then when I get work, I can stop and immediately do the like hour and a half it takes me to do everything I do when I get a new loan. And then I actually just realized this week, there was a whole nother thing I could have been doing when I originally get a loan, but I thought it was going to cost the bank, call incur a fee for the bank when I started using the program to make the loan documents. I didn't realize we didn't get the fee unless the loan actually went to closing and we actually print the documents. So oh. I've been saving that step for all the way at the end when I could start doing it at the beginning and then just make updates as I need to. So that's a bunch more work I can do right up front when I get new loans. Because I'm, oh, okay. I'm already inputting that information places any, anyway, so I can just copy-paste it over. Which is what I do now, but this way it's just all done right up front. Which I mean, like, yeah, that there there is something to be said about just having stuff done up front. Uh, so one more thing, back on Deathloop, uh, you do eventually get the ability to uh, absorb some of the energy that's creating the loop, and also to like you can deconstruct some of those bonus things you get or weapons to then use to feed abilities or weapons you do have to carry them over to the next loop. so okay like you don't lose you eventually don't lose everything but you have to go kill one of the targets to be able to even get that ability so I, it's one of the things they like storyline lead you to go do right away but those first few times and especially if you wind up dying a bunch early like you could restart with just the one basic gun that's there and not like these upgraded guns that I have now. Okay. So have have you run into the 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 woman that's there trying to stop you at all yet? Yes. Uh storyline like I feel like the first I've fought her twice. The first time definitely seemed like that was the storyline thing cuz like you were going back to your apartment to get a thing that uh you didn't know what it was anymore because you have this weird me amount of memory loss and then she beat you to it and then like fights you as you try to leave and then the second time i couldn't tell if that was a hundred percent scripted for when you go to that uh mission i did or if just oh i'm now at the part where she might just randomly fucking show up when i go on mission beyond it also i could turn it on online mode and have random people join my game as her Oh, that's what I was going to ask, if you have that turned on or turned off? Or... No, I had it on uh, Friends Only, and I don't think anyone else I know that has a PS5 has the game yet, so... 
That's probably uh, fair, since it just came out today. Yeah. But I'll probably leave it on the friends only, and if anyone does get it and wants to come fuck with me, like, hey, that all... It, it happens. Like, yeah. You, and I, I think it's different when it's friends. Like, you, like when yeah. somebody can text you, be like, I just killed you, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, jump in, kill me, and then send me a party chat invite and fucking yell at me, be like, ah, sucker, fuck you. Because you do get abilities from killing her so like there is worth to killing her if she shows up Um, okay i didn't realize that yeah no she is one of the like powered people that are there so oh okay i know from the one trailer like there is a some sort of um connection between the two of you Mm -hmm. uh yeah and like your character is definitely still trying to figure that out like why the hell does he know her okay yeah i will say that this final trailer seemed to give the most kind of insight into what the game actually is, in my opinion, um, compared to like all the other trailers that they've shown off for it. Like this trailer was actually like, oh, this game actually does look like it's going to be as good as everyone keeps saying it is. Mm-hmm. Like everything else they've shown off for it, like it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna skip these next two because honestly, like I don't think think either of us really have anything to say about them. Um, and I'm gonna jump. I'm going to jump right down to Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy are getting PS5 and PS uh or and PC ports. Yeah. Cuz why not? Sure. Um I I actually I am not going to buy an upgrade for it, but I do have to get around to finishing Lost Legacy. That one was really good. It's just it came out just close enough to Uncharted 4 that I just I wasn't in the mood for that type of game at the time. Mhm. Um but from everything that I've heard beyond that, like apparently it is actually one of the better Uncharted games. Like yeah. it's, it's it's short, it's contained, the mm-hmm. story's good, the characters are good, and I I probably put like three or four hours into it, and it's I think it's like eight hours altogether. Okay. So I was probably close to halfway done and just kind of like fell off and never went back. Yeah, and I forget you're not really into the Uncharted games, are you? Oh no, I mean I've played and beat all four of them. I just okay. For some reason, I thought you didn't like them. Yeah, they're good. You never played Lost Legacy though. I did not play Lost Legacy because like. Like you said, it came out kind of too close to four, and I was kind of not feeling playing another Uncharted. Do you think you'd pick up the PS5 version? Um, depends how much it is. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because the original one was only a $40 game. Yeah. Which was nice at the time. Mm. Like, it was $20 cheaper than a full-price game, and it wasn't that short for, like, a game. Like, there there were plenty of games coming out around then that were 8 to 10 hours that were 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, I guess I guess we'll we'll see what happens there. It it is I'm surprised that they're going right for four for PC and they're not just doing the the collection. And yeah, then, like keeping four on P, like on the PS5 upgrade for now. Yeah, but I wonder if it's just easier because the PS3 stuff was much harder to uh to convert to like that, an x86 architecture. That's quite plausible. Yeah, who knows? They'll figure it out someday if they want to. Maybe. <laughs> um. So the next one was actually a big surprise. Uh. Insomniac's working on a Wolverine game. Yeah. Which I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know how Insomniac has time to make make this, like, at all. Because, <laughs> um, like, spoilers, they're also making Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. And they just released Ratchet and & Clank. And eight months before that, they released a 10-hour Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, do, do they just have everybody working at that studio at this point? Like, did everyone quit all the other studios, and that's why we don't have other games coming from other <laughs> first parties? Yeah, probably. Um, honestly, like, honestly, if so, Spider Man is was was listed as twenty twenty three. There was no date given for Wolverine, but I think it was in like the post show. They basically said that like 
this is coming after Wolverine. Like, it's very early... Or, I'm sorry, Wolverine's coming after Spider-Man. It's, like, very early development. Okay. If they put out Spider-Man 2 in 2023, and then within two years release Wolverine, um, that's going to make most other studios look pretty bad as far as, like, timelines go. <laughs> Just, like, look at how long... Like, fuck it. It's been, like, a decade since there was a Gran Turismo game. <laughs> yeah. Um, And, like, there are... Uh, like fucking Halo Infinite has been in development for like six years. It's like, and then Insomniac's just like, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna build an entire new fucking universe for Wolverine because he's not gonna be connected to Spider Man apparently. Cool. Yeah, and that's after they they like Ratchet and Clank, pretty good fucking game. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, nothing was really shown for the Wolverine. It was just it showed him pop his claws. Um, yeah. It looks like it. It might be a little more. It looks like they're they're kind of modeling him a little bit more towards like a Hugh Jackman vibe than like a classic Wolverine. Just that the the him sitting in a bar thing just gave me very big um day or not days of future past um first class vibes when um when Xavier and Magneto are trying to like um recruit mutants and they go into the bar and he's in there drinking and they come up there and they're like we have a we have a proposition for you and he just goes fuck off and they they leave. Mm-hmm. It, I just I got vibes from that scene. And like Hugh Jackman was a good good Wolverine for the movies, but I would have preferred like a five foot five like hairy Canadian character <laughs> instead. Because like that's what Wolverine's supposed to be. He's supposed to be like a hairy little violent man, right? Um, but we'll, we'll see. I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll be good. Like it's not like a Superman game where like he's actually just unstoppable and has all the powers. Like uh huh. He's got a healing factor, which kind of works in the favor of video games because in a lot of games, you know, like you stop moving for a minute, you heal. So, yeah, like that actually fits that character rather than having to find like health packs or whatever. It'll just be like, no, you just need to get cover for a few seconds and he will actually heal himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could make that look pretty fucking cool on these modern consoles. Yeah, they really could, especially like for cutscenes and stuff like that. If there's like close ups of it, like watching like the, the wounds stitch up. Uh huh. Um, and I know I never actually played it, but the Wolverine Origins game that I want to say it was like a PS3 era game. Yeah, apparently it was very good. People, was people, people like that one. Okay. Um, like the movie was garbage, but apparently the game was actually a lot of fun. Sure. I think I skipped the game because the movie was such garbage. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, after they showed Wolverine, they showed uh, Gran Turismo Seven. Uh huh. Which I didn't realize how long it had been since a Gran Turismo game. Yeah. <laughs> um, like twelve, and to be fair, like twenty seventeen, not that long ago, but it was the that was the only PS4 Gran Turismo. Hmm. Because they, they released um, GT6 in 2013, the year before the PS4, on PS3. Or no, that was the year of the PS4, wasn't it? PS4 came out in 2013, I think. Uh, I think so. I keep I keep forgetting that. Like, I know it actually comes up. Not a lot, but enough. Uh, come on, where, where's the where's the launch date, guys? Yeah. Uh, 20, November 29, 2013. So, yeah. Okay. Like, they... Rather than making it a cross-gen game, they just released it on PS on PS3. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, like that is one of those that it's kind of like the Forza games for Xbox. Like that is that that always struck me as the franchise where it's like you would want that as a launch title just to show off how nice the cars can look because they are a real-world thing that people can actually look at and be like that. Lo- that's what a car looks like. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen cars in real life. That's what that's a car. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are you are you a fan of the Gran Turismo stuff? Not really. I, I'm not super big on any driving games, really. 
same like i always had more fun with like the the burnouts like just like the crazy like crash modes and things like that yeah um need for speeds were fun when they were just kind of like drive around and be reckless and crazy Uh same thing with same thing with forza like the forza horizon games are they're fun for a little while for me like just drive around like see how just incredible the game looks and then call it a day essentially yeah uh so that is due out in march though and then the next thing they showed off was uh was spider-man 2 yeah which i think everyone kind of knew was coming yeah and again like like i said before like it's insomniac like they're it's a sequel to the last one. Um, I don't know if you watched any of the after show stuff, but they, I did not. I so I didn't either, so I'm not going to claim I did. But everything that I like listened to and read afterwards kind of alluded to this being in there. Uh, they apparently confirmed that it it's not going to have any co op, even though Pete and Miles are both characters in it. Um, it sounds like you will play as both of them. Kind of. Did you ever actually play the first one? I know you played Miles. No, I still haven't gone back and played the first one. Yeah. So in the first one, there's a few times where you will play as MJ or Miles, like non-powered, basically. Um, like so, it's before Miles got bit by a spider. Okay. Um, and those are just like stealth missions. Like you're you're literally trying to sneak around an area while, in some cases, while Spider-Man is there, like picking guys off. Um, and this game looks like it might just have. Peter and Miles is just playable Spider-Man because why the fuck not? Like they're both Spider-Man at that point. Like they they set up ten hours of, of Miles to be Spider-Man, so you better better let people still play as him. Um, but I it seemed like a lot of people were bummed that it wouldn't have co-op. I don't see why anyone would assume that would have co-op. Like that was very much a single-player game to begin with. Yeah, but who knows? Um, they showed Venom is definitely in it, and that Venom looked pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, and then. That the voiceover at the, like that was happening over the trailer. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be Craven the Hunter. Okay. Um, it had that sort of like Russian European accent and was talking about like a challenge and wanting to find somebody that would challenge him and all that stuff. And Venom and responds to that as it comes out and says, "We will," but it's you know it's Venom, so they always talk in wheeze. Uh huh. So I don't know. I don't know if they're necessarily talking to Craven in the in the trailer, but I. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Craven ends up being like a major major villain in this one. And that that kind of works because like while Craven's not your you know like super powered guy the way that a lot of the villains were in the first one where like they they just had some sort of suit that like amped them up. Like mm-hmm. he's like a crazy hunter and would be more likely to set traps and like employ other people to fuck with Spider-Man. So like that could be a way that say um like Vulture gets hired by him to like um distract him or something like that i don't know that it necessarily would be vulture because he was in the first one but um i was trying to just grab like a random spider-man villain yeah so i could see it being some sort of like venom and craven as villains kind of the way um i wouldn't be surprised if craven even kind of filled the uh the taskmaster role um so in miles you know how there were all those um those challenge missions where like you'd go up to a computer and pete would give you some sort of like holographic challenge yeah 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 so in the in the the base game that was um it was split up into different objectives basically and there were combat ones that were usually um taskmaster was involved in them. Okay. So like you'd go and like he would have some sort of like thing for you to do and then you would get um you would get taskmaster tokens or something like that and those were one of the uh the upgrade things. They they went along with um there were screwball missions that they unlocked later on and then um 
these environmental habitat things that you're doing for like Harry and a few other like little side missions that unlock like your different tokens to unlock your different suits and powers and everything. But I, I could see him kind of popping up in that role, like just having challenges for you around the city and then it culminates in like whatever your big fight is in Central Park, I assume. Maybe at the zoo. <laughs> um, and that, that one's 2023. So like it's far out, but like you said in, on the, um, when we were on the, the group chat, like it's only like a year and a half out technically. Yeah. But like this game is at least two years out. Like there's no way this game comes out before fall of 2023. Yeah, most likely. I guess there is a chance it's like a Q, you know, of like March really on less likely than yeah, fall. Like, I could see them announcing it as a, as a March release and then it getting very promptly delayed to fall. Uh huh. But who knows really, I guess. Um, I, honestly, at this point, I would imagine Insomniac don't really know when it'll be ready because it's probably still early enough that they're trying to come up with everything. Luckily, they're, I assume they're going to use the same New York. So since they already did that work for like the PS5 version, they don't have to figure that part out again. Yeah. Like they can, they can make things look, look better, add more things to it, but they at least have the world, like the, the framework already there. Mm -hmm. They closed out the show with. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. I almost said Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> because why not, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you Did you play 2018 God of War? Nah, I can't even, I can't remember the last God of War I played. I So 2018 is the only one that I've ever actually played all the way through. Okay. I played most of the first PSP game, uh, okay. Chains of Olympus. Uh-huh. I tried... I. Back in PS3 era, I bought... Late PS3 era, I bought the collection that was 1 and 2. Okay. And tried playing 1 and just couldn't get into it. But this one was very good. Like, 2018 was a very good game. And did not feel anything like the original God of War. Yeah, it definitely seemed way different. It's not part of that PS Plus collection, is it? I think it is, actually. I'd say, if it is, and like once you're like done Deathloop, if like you just don't have anything, you should give that, give that a, a look. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it is like it is all my list of things I should play. But yeah, I'm not gonna say like go out of your way to like buy it unless like there's a really good sale on it, which I'm sure at some point there will be. Uh -huh. Um, and it actually doesn't look like God of War is on there yet. Oh wow, really? I wouldn't be surprised if it is at some point, but I think that's one of those games where it is still. Oh no, it's on there. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, that it's at, it, it's the number two on this list. So that's. That's why that it was like the, the it, it's a very poorly done list and the little um the little like preview of it didn't show the last two games so I had to click on it and scroll to the okay <laughs> yeah so I mean definitely worth it if you have nothing else to play it's like a as long as you as long as you're not like worried about doing all of the side stuff it's like twenty five hours okay yeah and like it it plays pretty quickly it's and as somebody who like again very little actual nostalgia for god of war like even some of like the callbacks still kind of like worked because like i understood what they were calling back just based on like osmosis right um but like just like all the norse stuff just worked really well and this new one looks really cool like tears going to be in it the norse god of war okay and like frankly like i think the norse i don't know a lot about them outside of like the marvel stuff but i think just the idea of the norse gods are way cooler looking than um than like the the greek stuff mm-hmm Mostly because, like, they're just all angry and villainous, and <laughs> your Greek gods are all just like, we're just going to drink wine on these clouds and wear sandals. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this one, it's sometime in 2022, 
that they didn't have any sort of real confirmation. Um, they did confirm that it is it is called Ragnarok, which I didn't realize was not confirmed until now. Um, it oh. looks like it. It looks like there's been a like there, there's definitely a time gap between the end of the first game and the beginning of this one. Mm-hmm. It's I have a feeling it's mostly because they wanted to use the same kid as Atreus, and he has definitely hit puberty and grown since 2018. <laughs> so like they couldn't just be like, oh yeah, no, same. This is just this is you know an hour later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just they just got off the mountain, guys. Everything's good. Um, returning and new characters. What did you think of, of the way Thor looked? Uh, sure, whatever. I mean, like there are people that are very upset that it he doesn't look like Chris Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, of course there are. Like it's just who the fuck do you, what do you think Thor looks like? Like, do you really think he looks like an Australian man? <laughs> <laughs> like you know, he also doesn't have a British accent, right? <laughs> um, the the biggest problem with Thor is he has no like chest hair. Like I feel like. As a Norse god, and with how hairy he is, he should just have a lot of chest hair. Like he shouldn't have a shiny belly. <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, I actually saw somebody on Twitter actually did fix that. Like they went in there and like like legitimately like drew hair on like his chest and stomach. <laughs> yeah. So Corey Barlog is not the director for it. I I think he is just he is the creative director of the the studio of of um Santa Monica's studio. Um. Mm-hmm. So they did announce a new director. Okay. And that all nine realms will actually be available in this game. And the first one, I think maybe like five of them were open. Like you, you ended up going to like five of the nine realms. Okay. Um, and this one, they said you will be able to go to all nine of them. So that includes like Asgard, which you could not go to in the first one, which that should be kind of cool. Yeah. I've, I've seen a bunch of people online since Thursday that are being super douchey about the animations being. Re- yeah. I've seen talk about that. I'm like, I don't even care. <laughs> Well, like, not only that, but, like, how many different fucking ways are there to get into a boat? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you are pushing a boat from the shore, there's only, th- there's two ways to get onto it, the left side or the right side. <laughs> like, that, you're hopping into it probably the same way every time. And frankly, like, making games is fucking hard. If they can save themselves three weeks of work by just reusing the animation, why the fuck not? <laughs> right? But no, like, the internet has to be all, oh, yeah, they're just reusing this, this... It's the same fucking game. They didn't do anything. Why Why is it taking them so long if they're just reusing? Like, fuck everybody. I hate the internet. It's just the worst. Um, that's my rant today, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that 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 was a showcase, and it was it was a pretty good showcase. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, have you seen the, the Artful Escape? No. Have you heard of the Artful Escape? No. All right. So, the Artful Escape is a game where you play as Jacob Dylan, Bob Dylan's um nephew okay um <laughs> uh, you're not that's it, you're not really jacob dylan okay um so it's it's basically a, it's a story game that has some very light platforming and simon says mechanics to it um so you play a guy um he's like 17 he is expected by basically everybody to become this great folk musician like his uncle who is a world renowned super famous folk musician Okay. Um, but basically, like, that's not where his heart is. Like, he can play folk music, but it's just, it's not his thing. Um, his thing is playing fucking crazy psychedelic space opera guitar solos. All right. Yeah. Um, so it starts out where you're like, you're just, you're getting ready to play your first ever show at like a, um, a anniversary celebration for your, your uncle's like big record. And then you get taken off to space by this alien and, um, 
fuck, uh, what's his name? Fucking Apollo Creed. Shit. What's that uh, actor's name? Carl Weathers. Okay. You get, ta- you get taken to space by an alien who's voiced by, um, oh, I'm doing terrible with names today. Artful Escape. Who is the other guy? Jason something. Not Bateman. Not Sudeikis. Schwartz, Schwartzman. Jason oh, Schwartzman. Okay. All right. So Jason Schwartzman, alien, comes down, basically gives you like a magic, like, light guitar. Like, it's literally like, like, like a hard light guitar. Um, and then Carl, Carl Weathers plays this psychedelic space traveling human musician who travels around space playing these crazy, um, crazy guitar solo shows all over space. It's, it's wild. And he needs an opening act. So he has come down and basically like forced you to be his opening act. Um, and they basically just drop you off on planets and tell you to like figure out how to get back to the ship while playing guitar solos. And that, that is the show you are putting on. Um, so you're just kind of like traveling through these levels. Um, the whole time you can hold the X button and you will just, your character will just play guitar solos the whole time. Um, you can jump, like you, you have a jump. Um, if you jump and then hit the guitar button, you'll do like a, like a really like, high pitched like like whale um and that's it like there's a, like i said there's a little bit of platforming at the end of most levels or at like certain points there'll be like a like a simon says matching game but it's not as well done as simon says um cuz you know how like so simon says it'll be like red and then you'll hit red and then uh-huh. it'll be like red blue and then red blue red and then red blue red green and it'll sure. kind of just keep building on itself yeah this one doesn't do that it's just here's a pattern here's another slightly longer pattern Here's another slightly longer pattern. And you don't have to wait for it to get done or anything like that. You can just hit the buttons as they light up. So as long as you can hit them as they light up, you're usually, you know, you're pretty good. Because sometimes they're, it's hard to remember them when it gets to be a few long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's it's very light on actual game mechanics. But it's a very calming and, like, cool, like, coming-of-age story about, like, figuring out who the fuck you are. Okay. Um, it's on Game Pass. So, um, on PC also. So, cool. I, I know you don't have Game Pass at the moment, but it is it is available on there. You can also buy it on, like, Steam and everything. I don't know if it's on PlayStation. I I, I got it on Game so. Pass. It was one of those, like, I still have a Game Pass subscription from the other stuff. So, I'm like, people keep saying this is good. Let me see what this is. And, like, it, it's it got a lot of um a lot of people in it. I mean, like I said, Carl Weathers, Jason Schwartzman, um, Lena Headey plays an alien in it. Um. It's definitely got like some David Bowie vibes as far as like the music and the settings and everything. Um, at one point, you get to name yourself, and you can basically name yourself whatever the fuck you want. Okay. Um, it gives you like a verb or an adjective, and like to pick from like a list of them, and then you can just type in whatever you want for like your name. Um, the downside is it doesn't give you like a character limit, but there is a character limit. It just basically cuts off the name at the character limit after you enter it. Like whenever people say it, which was kind of frustrating. So I named myself the whimsical um um fuck. I can't remember the name of, of the character. <laughs> it was something von Duffelbag is what I named myself. Okay. Um, and it cuts off Duffelbag, so it's just D U F F L. Ugh. Yeah, and I was I was super bummed by that because it didn't cut it off when it just asked me to confirm it, but it cuts it off whenever it actually is said by another character. Of course. Yeah. It's it's cool though. Like it's definitely it's it's short. Like I said, like it's it's not hard. You might fail like the Simon says things, but it just lets you pick them right back up and it just the character just does the thing again for you to copy them. Um but it's mostly just about like interacting and and seeing what the story is and enjoying the the really cool visuals cuz as you're as you're running through the levels, 
I don't know if it stops doing it if you're not playing, but as long as you're playing guitar, like, the environment is reacting to you. So, like, you'll have, like, bioluminescent things light up, and, like, animals will, like, stand up, and, like, the backgrounds will basically change because of the way, pe- like, the things are moving around and lighting up and everything. Okay. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's relaxing, I guess, is, is really the easiest way to put it. Cool. Yeah. Um, how was the New World beta? The Amazon MMO? Fine. Oh, that's not a stellar recommendation. Oh, God, no. Uh, Fucking don't buy that game. It's bad. Like, I mean, it's not bad. It's just, it's the most MMO-ass MMO you'll fucking play. But, like... And it's it's not just free-to-play with, like, transactions? Like, it's a... It's $40, I think. Plus a monthly subscription? No no subscription fee. Okay. But it's not worth $40. That's fair. (laughs) Like... Uh, the combat sucks. <laughs> it's real boring. Like, is it like MMO boring, or is it actually worse than like MMOs usually no, are? No, it's kind of worse than MMOs usually are because you have you only get like three skills instead of like a whole bunch. <laughs> but also, they felt the need to like make it more like uh, Elder Scrolls style combat, where like you actually have to keep clicking every fucking time you want to attack. Oh. And then, because, and you can't just hold in the left mouse button to attack, because hold left mouse is, like, strong attack. And it's like, no, but these attacks aren't different enough, like, why the fuck is this not just an auto-attack thing? Yeah, no, that doesn't sound great. Like, it's cool that it has, like, all the skills are tied to weapon. Like, your as you use a weapon, you gain mastery with the weapon, as you hit levels, you can unlock there's two separate skill trees for each weapon and you can you know pick from each side of the skill tree whatever but you can only ever have three abilities like actually set so even if you unlock more than three although there's only like eight maybe total (laughs) and then like buffs for the different ability and like i was mostly I, i was almost exclusively playing with the life staff so i was playing a healer and like it's not intuitive how to target people to heal or and especially not yourself like to cast heals on yourself when you're not in a party you have to hit hit control on the keyboard to target yourself because otherwise it'll just like randomly target another player in the area like whoever's closest to you okay um and then same for like the other ability i had which was put down like an aura and if you were standing in it you gain health over time and then also regained health based on damage you did. And then the third ability I got shot out like a bolt. And if it hit a human player, you got a shield for a little bit. And I didn't realize until like probably hours after having that ability, I was like, well, what if I just shot this at the ground? Does it then work on me? And sure enough, it fucking does, but there's no way there was (laughs) no way to just, like hit control and cast it on myself like there was with the heel but i could aim it at the ground because it does it has a little bit of an area of effect that's so, so like, dumb though that you can't just select yourself no like why why not just, but like i feel like in 2021 if you're going to make an mmo it has to be done just perfect like, yeah and then but, go ahead sorry go ahead no so i was just gonna say like you have world of warcraft still going reasonably strong and Final Fantasy XIV that people absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. 
And then you, you've still got Elder Scrolls and um, the Old Republic kind of chugging along off to the side as like more like free to play, like pre, like freemium games. It's like you, I mean, there's still EverQuest one and two, both. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You just you never hear about those, but like there, they, there are they other... got expansions this year. <laughs> Did they really? Or Holy shit. Or are getting expansions this year and got ones. They've gotten expansions every year they've been out. Both games. That's it. Good for them. But yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, I understand back in, like, between 04 and 08 when there were just, like, a plethora of MMOs coming out that all sucked. Like, you had, uh-huh. um, what was it? Hellgate London. Um, there was the Star Trek MMO. Uh-huh. Uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Uh-huh. Um, oh, uh, like, Lord of Tabula the Rings Online. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Tabula Rasa, um, yeah. Conan. Uh-huh. Like, there were all those MMOs that came out that just fucking launched and then fucking crashed and burned. Yeah. It's like, it's it's 15 years later, like, players and, like, publishers know what people want out of an MMO. Like, how the fuck did Amazon not get the memo? Like, yeah. how did they not do any research? <laughs> and then, so, the, what I was gonna say real quick on the healing, I did eventually play in a party with two friends and we were on discord when you're in a party it then becomes basically impossible to target anyone except the people in your party and i don't know how big the parties can be like there was just three of us but like if i wanted to just randomly pop off heels on other people i had to like i think i had to hit click in the mouse wheel to take it off of being locked to the party and just where i could just scroll wheel between the three of us to target and then actually just aim it under someone i don't think i could lock it on to other people after that's that. that's really dumb yeah fucking i mean like i don't know if like maybe i could have started hitting tab and it would have just started going through people or whatever but, but still like in those games generally you should be able to just click on somebody yeah have it have them become your target mm-hmm. and be able to just cast stuff and frankly like in in those games it's generally if you're not targeting anybody It'll cast it if it, if it can be self-cast. It'll cast it on yourself, or oh. you can just click on your portrait and cast it on yourself. Yeah, that was the other thing with the the heal. If you clicked on nothing, you just healed a random spot on the ground and healed nothing and not yourself. Like why the and fuck just, did it and, not just auto cast on myself when I didn't target anything? Yeah, or it, or at least just not cast at all in that case. Yeah, or like, that because at that point, like I realize, like like your like your man is going to replenish. Like it's not the end of the world, but yeah. like. If you're in the middle of something and just didn't realize that you weren't targeting anybody, mm-hmm. like that could have been a problem. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and like it's cool that you can have two different weapons equipped, but the time it takes to swap between weapons, use the abilities from the other weapon, is just pointless. Like, why even bother ever having a second weapon equipped? I don't. I guess bonuses. Like, that's the only reason to ever have it equipped. Like, you know, they'll have, like, plus to your intelligence. And uh, otherwise, like, the story sucked shit. Like, it was the most generic-ass fucking shit. Like, you start, oh, you're on a boat, oh, boat crashes. Guess you gotta figure out how to go on in this new place that you were going to. Go ahead, do, do the things. Yeah, that really, that doesn't sound great. And then, like, I played to level, I got up to, like, level 14 or 15. I guess 14, because 15 is when I could have got all the uh, faction items. That was the level requirement for on them. Fucking every quest was either go kill five things and harvest something off them, or go pick up this random thing and take it to another spot or another person. 
every single quest. Every single one. Uh. There was zero variety. And then, so, like, there are three factions, and, like, the factions are fighting for control and whatnot. And I swear, all the faction quests were the same for every faction. So you're there also competing with other factions to do the same quest when, like, I feel like if you're going to build a game like that, you would then build the fact that the faction quests, minus the PvP ones, like, they were split between PvP and PvE, I... I get the PvP ones having the groups cross paths because you're locked on being on PvP, so designing that to have conflict between them. The PvE ones, they're plenty enough area, you could have been sending the factions to different areas to the dumb menial quests, rather than having them all fight over the same things. Yeah, that just, that doesn't sound great. But so earlier you actually said that you actually played quite a bit of this over the weekend? Yeah, I, I Probably well, did I just lead it off Steve say how long I played? Oh no, I did delete it. I probably played it. Understandably. Good, like I mean the beta was over, so why keep it installed eating up space on my hard drive? Yeah, no, uh, exactly. But I you know, I mean like I said, I got to like level fourteen, so I probably played maybe seven to ten hours. Okay. Well I mean that's a good chunk to like see what something like that's about. Yeah, like, I played most of Saturday. <laughs> that was basically all I did Saturday. And, like, it sounds like it's got enough just poor design choices as far as, like, controlling and interaction goes. That, like, it's not like it's going to have this crazy compelling endgame. Like, Probably Even not. if it did, it might not be fun to play based on just how clunky the controls sound. It sure doesn't seem like it. And, and like, I'd have to go back and look at the the skill tree again. But I'm, like... I'm pretty sure, like, your endgame skills are going to be fucking basically the skills you have by level 12. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure on, like, the healer, there might have been one active ability at the very bottom, but I think, like, the five or six active abilities you could all have within the first, like, six levels of weapon mastery. And, like, I was up to, like, level 5 or 6 weapon mastery by level 14. So, like, if that's the case, that's really the fucking problem, is you're not getting compelling abilities after the first chunk of the game. Whereas at least, like, WoW and FF11 and 14, like, you get some big ability, like, at the end of the level cap, basically. Yeah, and I mean, most of those games, it's like, all the way up to the level cap, there is something new happening. Like, it's every, like two to four levels, like, you'll get, like, an ability. Maybe it's a passive ability, but it's still something. Yeah, I mean, like, there are passives and shit on them, and, like, some of them change things. Like, the healing the healing staff, the attack is a ranged attack. And I eventually got a passive ability that made my ranged attack heal any allied players that it passed through as it went to hit. And it, like, cool! It's a little different. I have it at level 12, though. Like, yeah, I mean, is it possible that they're they just have a lot of things just cut out from the beta? Like, does Poss- it does it look like that's possible at least? No, because the game got like this beta isn't the game was supposed to be out <laughs> already. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it got pushed back to put in more betas. But, oh. but I'm pretty sure it was supposed to come out in August. Okay, yeah. So then they the odds that they cut things just to keep it out of the beta to you know. To not give just the full games, probably. Yeah, I mean, like, at least as far as, like, 
being able to see the skill tree. Like I don't I think those skill trees are the skill tree. Well, like, yeah, that's that's more what I was thinking. Like yeah. they, I'm sure they had some sort of cap on how far you could progress, but they're not if the game's supposed to if the game was already due out, there's no way they they released a beta and they just cut content from the skill trees just to keep that stuff hidden. Uh-huh. Like that would just that would be silly. There's a po- a possibility I'm going to say probably unlikely, but a possibility maybe some quest stuff wasn't all in there, but I don't, that doesn't really make a ton of sense at the same time. Yeah, and I feel like but from everything you were saying, more quests won't, wouldn't necessarily make that game worth playing. No. So, well, that's, that's a bummer. I, oh, hey, at no. least now you know not to pay for it. Uh-huh. Now, I, though I, I feel like you probably wouldn't have purchased it even if you hadn't played it. Like No. So... <laughs> Probably not. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. MMOs are one of those things where, like, everyone's... I, every once in a while, especially, like, because some podcasts I listen to, they talk up, like, Final Fantasy fourteen a lot. I'm like, man, I'd like to go play Final Fantasy fourteen again. I'm like, oh, I'm, like, seven years behind in content, though, and I don't want to buy expansions and also have to start paying a subscription. So uh-huh. then I immediately, I'm just like, all right, now I don't have to play an MMO. Like, I'm good. I'll just... If I really want to, I'll install WoW and play to level 20. Yeah. All right. Hold on. One, two... All right. There are one, two, three, four, five. There are six active abilities for them. That's it. <laughs> yeah, six. that's just... That's insanely limited. And then, you know, like, they have a few things that, like, oh, okay, like, the main heal, now it costs less mana. Now, if you healed someone that was below 50% health, it also heals another ally, or it bounces, uh, and then... The last thing is it then can bounce to a third ally. The second ally is also below 50. So cool, whatever. Like, it's not that big of a difference. Like, but yeah, six abilities. And you can have them all by, let's see, first, second, third, fourth. You can have them all by the sixth level of weapon mastery. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's no thanks. (laughs) Like, space that shit out, make that give me more active abilities especially in a game that you're making the combat like an active thing yeah like, so are you like what so you said that you played heal- healer are you uh-huh. able to swap between classes or like is your character that class yeah no 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 it's all just whatever weapons you have equipped at the time okay so like so theoretically like you could just jump between like a healer and a dps and a tank and technically you could do all of their skills but you're still just well, you can have two weapons equipped at a time. I mean, you could carry a whole bunch more with you and go into your inventory and swap weapons if you wanted. But, like, you can have two equipped at a time and toggle between them with one and two on the keyboard. But there's enough of a delay that it's, like, frustrating. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because, like, Final Fantasy fourteen, like, your character could train in any class. Right. You just had to... Like, you, you picked your starting class, and then you just had to go talk to the trainer for all the other classes, and you'd unlock them. Uh-huh. And then the way that game did it was, like, you you they each have their own set of levels. So, like, right. you would level them all the way up to whatever the cap was, and then certain combinations of classes would then unlock the, um, like, the, the, the like, next level up of the job. So it was, like, a Thermitage and something else unlocked. Uh, summoner okay. and like yeah and like same thing like thermitage and, and one another thing unlocked black mage or dragoon or white mage or scholar like, right 
all all of the all of the Final Fantasy classes that like you associate with Final Fantasy were mm-hmm. the um like the upgraded jobs essentially. And you would just you would level up to other jobs to a certain point and then you would be able to upgrade to that new better job. Did it still have like in eleven you could have your main job and sub job? Does fourteen still have that concept? I mean, not really because so your your main job basically is just whatever you start with. Um and you just you just roll with that because that that is basically what all the story content kind of like ends up being through. Okay. Um, because the downside is like basically like your first way through. Um, odds are like whatever your initial class is, that's what you're doing all the quests and everything for. So like you basically uh-huh. level up very easily because of the the quests. Sure. And even when you pick up like your secondary class that you want to use. Um, so if I remember correctly, it was like. It was level 30 for one class, and then 15 for the other was usually the combination you needed to get the the elevated class. I forget okay. what it was actually called. But so, like, getting the 30 as, like, your Thermitage wasn't super hard the first time through because of all the, the quests. And then getting the, the second one, the 15, was easy because it was only 15. Sure. But then doing all the other classes became much more challenging because you basically ran out of quests to do. Okay. So you'd have to go do, like world events and grinding and luckily there were enough of those like back when i was playing that it wasn't awful but it was still like a slog to like wait for world events and hope that people showed up for them and stuff like that okay but you still basically just had you know unless you had that elevated job where it was the combination of the two um you would just have to switch between the individuals like you didn't have a fire magic with a healing spell if you were like a black and a white mage basically okay because yeah like ff11 you could be you would set one job as your main job, and then once you hit a certain level, you unlock the ability to have sub-jobs, and then you could set whatever as your sub-job, and the sub-job was only ever half the level of your main job. So even if you had, like, a level 50 Black Mage, if you then wanted to level Summoner or whatever, and you set some, like you only leveled up whatever your main job was set at the time... So if you set Summoner, you would be a level 1 Summoner, level 1 Black Mage. But then when you got to level 4 Summoner, you would be level 2 Black Mage. And you would have the abilities of the sub-job up to whatever level the sub-job was at, plus all your main job. Yeah, that wasn't how, how 14 did okay. it. And it, like, like I said, it's been quite... Like, I haven't played the game since 2013. Um, so, like, the, there's been a bunch of expansions, a bunch of, bunch of things have changed. But if I remember correctly, so my main character... I. I basically dueled between a summoner and a scholar because they were essentially the same path. It okay. was just um like therm- I, I I believe it was thermitage was your primary class to get to thirty. Probably. And then the other two classes you needed for it were easy enough to do to okay. get to fifteen. And then it was your summoner was your DPS and uh-huh. your scholar was your healer. Okay. So at that point in that game it was very hard to get into dungeons if you weren't a tank or a healer. Because there were so many DPS classes and so many people playing those DPS classes, uh-huh. they were just never needed. So like you'd you'd queue up for a dungeon and you could wait for hours and never get into. It. Yeah, that um, sucks. But... Yeah, so like I would just queue up as a scholar and play it as a scholar, and I would usually get in there and be like, "Hey, if anything drops for a summoner, I would like that. I will pass on scholar stuff if anyone would rather. If anyone has a scholar." And it was early enough in the game that everyone was cool, and they're just like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, you can get the Scholar stuff, too, if you want. Or, like, we would roll for, like, the Summoner stuff if there was somebody else in the group that was a Summoner. Sure. And, like, it was generally it was generally fine. Like, it worked out well. Um, but if – I believe it was basically, like, you kept your 
the the abilities from both those jobs as the elevated. Oh, okay. Um, but just like only to an extent. Like you didn't sure. keep all of them. You just kept the ones that were in line with what that elevated job was. Okay. Um, and I could like again, I could be misremembering that. I'd have to like actually log in and like look at my abilities. But I got I got through the base game storyline. Like I got to level cap and everything that. Okay. Um, and I had I had a bunch of the elevated classes because I, I I had the my two primaries, the summoner and the scholar, and then I also had like some tanking classes and some other DPS classes and stuff like that. Because once you hit once you hit the level cap, like I was never a raid person, so I was uh-huh. just going back and like leveling up other char- like other classes. Sure, but yeah, like it would be nice in if new in New World if just you had like six ability buttons. And three of them were for one weapon, three of them were for the other, and you didn't have to swap the weapon. And, like, it's not long, but it's long enough that it interrupts any flow. Like, you have to stop attacking to then be able to switch the weapon. And it's just, let me just have the access to all six abilities. Like, I I don't, I mean, I guess, you know, for the melee weapon, like, clearly the weapon, the ability is tied to swinging the weapon or whatever. It's frustrating. It's not good. It's not a good. Yeah, it it doesn't sound great. I also have a not good game to talk about, but it's it's not good in a totally different way. Okay. Um. So, ha- have you heard of World Flipper? I think I've heard the name, and that's about it. Um. So Giant Bomb did a did a quick look for it, and um. Austin and Patrick talked f- about it quite a bit on the on Austin's last episode of uh, Waypoint Radio. Okay. Um. This past Friday, if if you've listened to it, um. It's a mobile game. It's a gotcha game. It's an anime-ass gotcha game. It's also a pinball game. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I basically just described it. Um, it has all of the bullshit gotcha game stuff, you know. You get points. Those points let you do a pull for a new character. Um, it's a random character. You, you gotta just hope you get a good one. Um, you want four and five star characters, anything less than that, and you're probably just gonna feed them to other characters, essentially. Um, they do have that whole... If you get duplicates, you can then feed that duplicate to the existing one to then raise the level cap of that of that character. Um, the gameplay, though, is a mixture between like story mode with um, like a very anime story of you know um, a character gets turned into like a little animal thing and sent to a different world by like this enemy that he was unable to defeat, um, and he lands on this on this world with these two characters that kind of don't remember anything. Um, but they've decided to like all go on an adventure together through the different worlds to try and get this character back to his world and also get their memories back. And they just have to fi- they have to find the world flipper in every world, which is literally just two fucking pinball flippers with a big ball in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then the the battles are all little mini pinball games. Um. They're cute, but honestly, like they didn't quite lean into pinballing. So okay. There's. There's not a whole lot on the actual levels because it there's no scroll to them, so it's just single screen portions. Um, you can't control the bumper like the 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 flippers one at a time, so it's just you tap the screen, both of them move. Okay. So it's not like you can really like there's not a whole lot you can do with that. It's also a little chaotic because there's enemies attacking you and stuff, so you're not really spending a whole lot of time like holding your character and kind of like letting it roll down the down the thing to get like a certain angle on it. You're mostly just fucking flipping it, and then um, you build up, like, a little charge where you can do, like, a dash. Um, so you're doing that a lot while you're in the air to try and dash back at the enemy one last time before you come back down to the paddles. Because um, the more hits you get on enemies while they're while you're in the air, you build up, like, a combo. 
Um, and then if you build a full combo, you then do more powerful damage when you shoot yourself back up again. Okay. Um, and then your your team is always three characters. And then those three characters can also have like three support characters assigned to them once you start unlocking enough characters. Um, and they all get different special abilities that you once you fi- once you've done enough damage, you basically fill up little gauges for them and you just swipe the screen in their direction. The problem is there's no real it doesn't tell you what the attack is going to be. So like until you've used the character, you don't know what their special is. And some of them are like area of effect. So like they, they attack a very specific area of the screen. And a lot of times it's like above where, where your character is sitting. So if you're not very precise when you swipe it, you might have your attack go off in an area where the enemy's not. And that happens to me quite often because like it's chaotic. Like you're just shooting around the screen very quickly, trying to like time your swipe just when like you're right below the enemy so that like this wall of water will rush up underneath of them. Not not all that easy or fun to try and do. Um, <coughs> but it is incredibly addicting. And at least so far, I've played for a while. Um, I'm on I'm on chapter three, so I'm on, I'm in the third world. Um, I have spent no real money. It has when you first log in for the first time and like go to mail, they just give you a ton of the currency to get characters. Okay. So I was able to. So they have the for fifteen hundred of their currency, you get ten pulls at once. Otherwise, it's like 150, I think, per pull. Um, I've done at least 30 pulls, like 30 characters altogether. Um, I've done two of the 10 pulls and then at least 10 individual. Okay. Um, and I still have over 3,000 of the currency. So, like, they gave you a, they give you a lot of fucking currency up front. And then it's got the um, the stamina that a lot of these games have, where, like, your stamina will just tick back up over time. But as you're playing, every time you clear a level, you get like a little bit of of experience. When you fill that experience bar, it refills your stamina, and usually it um it raises your total stamina by at least one point. And in a lot of cases, it actually bumps your stamina up beyond what your total is. So like it'll say like your total like your cap for stamina is 25, but you have 37 right now. So like you have an extra what is that 17 or 12? You have an extra 12 stamina right now. Um, I haven't actually run to, run out. I haven't gotten to a point yet where I've run out of stamina and didn't just get it back by hitting that, like, little level cap. Okay. So, like, I'm sure at some point I'm going to get far enough where the enemies are harder, I die against the enemy, and have to use, and have to go back in and retry and, like, lose more stamina that way. Because it already seems like certain levels now that I'm getting to require more stamina to complete them. Like, because it, it basically tells you, like, what it needs, whether it needs, um, like, 7 or 8 or 10 or what have you. Okay. And, like, for the most part, they're, like, in, like, the 8s right now. But, sure. like, I've had, like, 1 or 2 10s, and, like, that's a pretty big chunk of your stamina, especially if you've if you've already done a few battles. So, like, so right now, my, my max stamina is supposed to be 28. I have 48 stamina built up, though. Damn. Yeah. So, like, I have a lot of stamina. Basically, everything you do gives you the, um the currency to pull characters. So like I'm curious how how far into this game it has to get before you actually hit that like uh you need to pay us money to really uh-huh. like play this game. Yeah. Um but like the characters are all super anime looking. Some of them are actually really cool. Um apparently I saw it's it sounds like for the North American release they did edit some of the characters um to make them a little more let's call it family friendly. I got the impression that in Japan or Korea or wherever this game originally launched, it was a little more risky. And I think whatever they did, it looks fine. Like, 
the ca- like I am not uncomfortable when these characters drop, which is you know comforting because like some sometimes you see those games and it's just like yeah no I'm not gonna play this just because I don't want that every time I pull a character yeah but yeah so World Flipper it's actually like it's cool so far um it's got a lot of story um all the characters have extra story stuff that you can unlock as you play like you get a like any of these games there is a ton of currency and some of the different currencies like let you unlock like um basically like a sphere grid sort of thing for like um abilities and stuff okay so it, you've got your levels like your normal like when you complete a level you get experience you'll level up um you build up additional experience that you can then manually level characters up like maybe characters that you just pulled you want to get up to like the level of all everyone else or you have a character that hasn't been getting used a lot so you want to get them back up into level and then you get the these other resources that you basically use to expand your abilities and your health and your stamina at, per character not overall stamina and it interspersed with those are like story events that you can also unlock and then go like watch them read them whatever you want to call and the game is voice acted too to at least to an extent it's it's all in japanese i believe but it's still voice acted which is something for a mobile game (laughs) yeah and i generally keep it on um i i have the sound turned off but like the few times i've had the sound turned on the music actually isn't bad either like it's catchy can you turn the music off and still be playing stuff other apps from your phone like spotify or whatever yeah yeah because i actually went in and i I turned the sound effects off in the game while i was listening to a podcast on my phone gotcha cool cool cool. so yeah i've come across games where that is not an option and i'm like well fuck this game i'm not yeah like there's no (laughs) there's no setting to turn the turn off the sound so you're just fucked with it's Mm -hmm. either have the volume off on your phone or listen to the game audio yep but yeah it's it is fun enough and not gross enough in a way that a lot of these gotcha games are, at least so far. Um, I've probably played maybe like two hours worth of it, though. And like, again, have not gotten to a point where I have even had to consider putting real money in this. That's good. Yeah. So like, if you like pin- if you like pinball and you-, and you like the idea of like hitting a button and like getting a random character that might look kind of cool, including like there's a big ass red dragon that you can get. Um, it's a five star. It's apparently super rare. But it's fucking badass looking, and I really want it. But like, <laughs> when I run out of when I run out of currency, like that'll be that. But yeah, it seems it seems like on average it was like every every maybe like five battles I had gotten enough currency to do another single pull. Like I've got I'd got like the hundred and fifty or so of the currency you needed. Okay, and it does have it. You unlock very early on. You unlock an auto mode <laughs> where you can just hit it to auto, and the game will play itself while you watch. So. For the people that just want the gotcha mechanic, but they need to play the game portion of it to, like, to be able to do the gotcha mechanic. Because, mm-hmm. like, there is, it is deep enough, like, as far as, like, the characters and coming up with teams and all. Because characters all have different um, elements assigned to them. When you go into a battle, it actually tells you what the recommended element for the battle is. The game will just give you a recommended team based on, like, what characters you have. But you can go in there and like give them different weapons, have different um different combinations of like main character plus secondary character and stuff like that. Okay, so, like, that's cool. Yeah, it like the, it seems like there's actually some depth to it to at least to as far as these games would get. Sure. And then there's some there there is some co op y sort of stuff. There's um like team battles that you can do. I tried to do one, I waited like ten minutes and just nobody else joined. So I don't know if just no one is doing that or if it's just not working yet. But it's it's basically like like a world boss sort of deal where it's 
it seems like it's generally an enemy, you, a boss enemy you've already fought, just more powerful, so you need more people to go against it. Kind of like the max raids in in Pokemon Sword and Shield, where like sometimes you could go into those and do them with just this, the NPC characters, but like generally that didn't work. Like you needed other humans that actually knew what they were doing and didn't throw a fucking magic carp out. <laughs> okay. So, like, yeah, like, if, if you know people playing and, like, you have them on, like, your friends list or whatever, you could do those, which then give you better rewards. And I, I assume by better rewards, it's more of the currencies and probably more, like, weapons and, like, upgradable things that you can then attach to your characters. Yeah. Until it gets gross, I will probably keep playing it because it is just, <laughs> it's, like, it's easy enough and interesting enough to, like, kind of, like, boot up and, like, kind of just, you know, tap the screen while we're watching TV and play a little pinball. Yeah. Like, basic-ass pinball, but pinball. Mm-hmm. It's a shame, because they definitely could have... And actually, I think I think um, Jeff at Giant Bomb said it, too. Like, if they would have just given you the ability to have, like, individual um, flippers, or even, like, like, maybe even, like, a gyroscopic thing, where, like, you could, like, tilt the phone a little bit to do certain things, um, and then just some sort of more intricate, like, level design. Like, something a little more pinball-y, where there were, like, shoots and some levels get bumpers, and sometimes there's power-ups that actually, like, create, uh, like, bumpers for a limited time. But, like, it's a lot of these levels are just kind of, like, these open spaces, and you're just kind of, like, shooting at the enemy and hoping to hit them where you need to hit them. Gotcha. Um, and because it's just one screen, like, it is limited real estate, especially, like, yeah. because you're a chain of three characters, like, you, you take up a little bit of space. So that that's definitely the part that they seem to skimp on the most, is the actual pinball aspect. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's 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 cool so far. That's good. Yeah, I think that is probably the show. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Me either. Next week when Richie's back, though, we will have uh, a book club to go over. We will. Um, it's gonna be Top Gear, like we said the last couple of weeks. Um, it is the Patagonia special, which is season twenty-two, episode nine and ten, and the Chernobyl Ukraine episode, which is season twenty-one, episode three. Um, I'll still I'll put the just watch links onto the show notes i think i think hbo max is the easiest place to get it in the u.s at least probably yeah um and yeah we'll talk about that next week and then i believe it is your turn after that to pick the next one yeah i'll figure something out (laughs) yeah i you've got a week yeah but yeah so other than that if you would like to find more of our content you can head over to www.one-quest.com you can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest if you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all actually help a whole bunch. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we will be back next week with some more things to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.